and we back in this thing like we left something. Welcome back, y'all, to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. It is episode 32. I want to thank y'all for joining me this week. Appreciate y'all riding with me this far or thus far, however you say that. Y'all know how we do. Before we get started, we got to give someone their flowers. This week, I am giving flowers to my niece, Lauren. I love you. To see the wonderful, beautiful, hardworking, young lady and mother you have become is super dope. I'm proud of you, La. Everything that you do to make life better for you and Jace is super dope. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being who you are. Keep being that person that Jace can look up to and model after. I love you, I love you, I love you. And with that being said, y'all, y'all know what time it is. I got a story to tell. Let's go. takes place in 1987. I'm nine years old living in the Fay Apartments on the west side of Cincinnati with my mother, my sister, and my brother. At this time, at nine years old, I'm starting to really pay attention to a lot of stuff that's going on. A lot of things are really starting to make sense and I'm starting to focus and kind of understand life, the have and the have-nots, pretty much. Like I said, I'm nine years old at the time, living in the Fair Parks. And I'm starting to understand that in my house, we ain't got money like that. We struck. Now, before then, I really didn't pay attention to it because when you live in the projects, everybody that lives around you is pretty much in the same financial state. Other than the cats that sold dope, right? So I'm starting to see and be like, you know, Mm, it's some some people out here that's doing better than us and some people doing worse so there were four situations four instances that really drove home the fact that in my house we struggled so the first situation one day me and my boy duck are about to ride our bikes from where we live down to the circle or the dead end where the 49 bus would lay over before it started its route. And as we're about to, like, you know, take off riding, this dude that sold dope runs over to my boy Duck and he said, hey, look, Calvin, let me borrow your bike real quick and ride down here to the circle. So Duck like, nah, I can't let nobody ride my bike, which that's what we always said. If you didn't trust somebody, you ain't gonna let them ride your bike. You know, niggas steal your bike. So he's like, nah, nah, I can't. So he's like, man, I ain't going to steal. I'm just going right here. He's like, nah, nah. So he pulls out a wad of money and pulls out a $10 bill. Holds it out towards the, he said, I give you $10. Just let me ride right here. Now, the distance he wanted to ride was maybe 150 yards, maybe. Maybe 200 at the max. So Doug like, all right, bet. Takes some money. Dude gets on the bike, ride down there. He's down there 30 seconds, rides right back, gives Duck the bike. He's like, all right, appreciate it, man, and walks off. In my mind, I'm like, damn, 
I'm still messed up because he pulled out this big ass thing of money. So I'm like, oh my God. So in my mind also, I'm like, damn, $10? Cause $10 at that time was a lot of money, especially to a kid who's nine years old. I knew I couldn't go in the house at that moment to ask my mom for $10. So I'm like, okay, yeah, it's people out here that, you know, got money to throw around and all that and we don't have it. Situation number two. One day we're playing basketball. It's myself, Doug, and a bunch of our, you know, friends, whatever. It's probably total eight to nine, eight or nine of us. We're playing basketball and all of a sudden the ice cream truck comes down the street called City View. So only people that had money, I think, were Doug and one of my other boys. And so they take off running toward the ice cream truck. So we walking down there too. Same dude. They gave Doug the $10. He's standing right there. He's like, hey, y'all want something from the truck? We all like, yeah. So he's like, get whatever y'all want. Now, on a good day, if we had a dollar, we get, you know, a regular ass something from the ice cream truck that costs a dollar. Oh, no, we looking over at the stuff that's $2, 2 all that, right? We getting all type of exotic ice cream. Shit with gumballs on it and all this, right? So we get our stuff. He walks over. He gives ice cream through the $20 bill. I'm like, damn, $20? Again, that was a lot of money for a nine-year-old kid at that time. I'm like, shit. So I'm like, damn, I know for a fact my mama ain't got $20 to just throw around. Third situation was the one that really drove it home. So at the time, I'm uh, going to school at Mount Airy Elementary on Coleraine Avenue. And one of my classmates is named Nicholas LaRosa. Now, y'all have heard me on other episodes talk about Buddy, La I mean, the, the La Rosa Pizza Restaurant, right? How it's a staple in Cincinnati. We grew up and we loved it. So the guy who started it was named Buddy LaRosa. And that's Nicholas LaRosa, my classmate. That's his grandfather. So he comes into class. He's handing out his uh, invitations to his party. So I go home. I say, Mom, can I go? She said, yeah, you can go. Now, they didn't stay on a bus line. So we couldn't take a bus to where they lived, right? So my mother calls her friend Jan. Miss Jan comes and picks me up on that Saturday. She had a maroon Chevy Nova. She takes me to Nicholas's crib, right? Take me to the crib. And when we pull up, this house is unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. I'm like in awe. I'm like, oh my God. Now, I had family and, you know, new people that stayed out in the suburbs and, you know, were doing well, but not like this. So I'm like, holy shit. I'm I, like I say, I'm in awe at this house. The way it's decorated, the way it smells, the way it looks, all of that. Right. I'm like, damn. So have fun at the party. All the kids leave. They give us to go bags with snacks and candy and little toys. I'm like, damn, every other you know, birthday party I've been to at that point, all they gave us was, you know, a square piece cut of cake and some Neapolitan ice cream. And it was like, hey, enjoy, bye. You know, so I'm like, damn. So the whole ride home, I'm thinking, man, we are struggling. We are not, <laughs> we're not living like that, right? So the fourth and final thing that really drove home the point. When I was in elementary school, I was on free lunch. Now, Based off your financial situation at home, you were either on free lunch uh, or reduced lunch, or, you know, if you could afford it, you pay for your lunch, right? I don't understand why anybody would pay for that shit. But anyway, 
I never ate my lunch. Only time I would eat lunch is if we had tacos. I really liked the tacos. That was it. I would never drink my milk. I would never eat none of that other shit, right? I'd throw it away. So, um, one day, I come home from school and I ask my mother, I say, Ma, can I pack my lunch? And she was like, huh? I was like, can I pack lunch, please? Now, I knew we didn't have, like, normal lunch stuff that I could put in a lunchbox because that wasn't in my mother's budget when it came to, like, food and shit like that, right? So she was, you know, she depended on me eating school lunch. So I'm begging her, please, 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 please. So she says, okay, fine. I'll pack you a lunch. Cool. I'm happy. That night for dinner, we had pork chops. And that was something like we, we didn't eat a lot of pork in my house. Growing up. I don't know if my mother just it wasn't a big fan of, I mean, we, from time to time we eat the shit. But anyway, she made pork chops that night and that shit was tough like shoe leather, right? fried pork chop so i told my mother right before i go to bed ma don't forget i want to I pack my lunch okay fine we had a and i don't know whose it was but it was in the house we had a muppet like metal lunch box that had the little muppet thermos inside so the next morning i wake up lunch is packed i grab the, the lunch box i'm off i'm cool yes happy all this shit right i get to lunch that day i walk in i open up my lunch box my mother has packed me a piece of pork chop that she had made the night before on two pieces of white butternut bread. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? So I'm like, well, at least I got something to drink. So I open up the thermos, pour it in the little top. Y'all know the thermos, you, you screw off the top, had the little handle on it. I pour it in there thinking I got a little juice or something. My mother has put in my thermos some Verner's ginger ale. If y'all know, like I know, old school Verner's ginger ale was strong as shit. That shit would cut your breath off when you drink. So I take a sip, not knowing it's Verner's. All of a sudden, <coughs> oh, nigga, I'm coughing. I'm coughing like I've smoked an entire pack of cigarettes. Oh, I'm coughing from deep. I'm sitting here looking like my mother has packed me a fried pork chop and some Verner's ginger ale. She packed me a lunch like I work third shift at like a factory somewhere. Like my name is Clarence and I drive a Chevy S10 with a whole bunch of tools and shit in the back and I work third shift. Who gives a nine-year-old a pork chop sandwich and Verner's ginger ale? I got this lunchroom smelling like a damn soul food restaurant when I opened up that damn sandwich. So I'm like, wow, okay, cool. That let me know right then. That, that drove it home. Hey, y'all out here... <laughs> Your family is struggling, right? So those were the four situations that really drove it home. So I had to give y'all the backstory. So let's get to the story, right? So at that time, I'm really, I'm really focused on like our financial situation. Like, damn, we struggling, we don't have a lot of shit. But the bigger thing is <laughs> I'm thinking about my brother. Now my brother at the time is in junior high school. He goes to Gamble Junior High. So I'm thinking like, damn, I wonder how it's affecting him. Because at that age, you want to be cool, which he was. He was cool, you know, played football, girlfriend, all that shit, right? So I thought he was the epitome of cool. Still do. So I'm like, damn, I know he he dealing with this. He's struggling with it, right? All our shit was finna change, though. Oh, nigga, life was finna change. My mother got her refund. Now. For niggas in the hood, y'all know, when a nigga get they tax refund, oh, nigga, it's like a holiday. 
and my mother got a tax refund. Now my brother, who's hilarious and has always done hilarious shit to me, <laughs> I always thought it was funny. My brother, one day, goes into, now my mother would hide anything she didn't want nobody finding in the top of her clothes. We knew this, we never seen it. My brother one day, he gonna be cool. He goes in the top of my mother's closet, takes all the cash from her refund check, cause she had cashed it. Takes all of the money, puts it in his pocket, and goes to school to flash it. Now nothing happened, you know what I'm saying? Nothing happened with the money, he didn't lose anything, he brought it back home. But I knew with an act like that, that it was on his brain too. Because at that age, where we live, you want to be cool. You want to seem like you got shit. You don't want to seem like you're struggling, even though everybody around you is. So, like I say, shit was finna change. One day I come home from school and my mother says, hey, this Friday when I come home, I'm going to take you all to get something to eat and we're going to go and get you an Atari 2600. Y'all, when I tell you she said those words and I was so hyped, because y'all just don't know. Not too many people at the time had an Atari 2600 in the hood. So if you had one, it made it seem like you were doing better than most. So I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait till Friday. Oh, I couldn't wait. So I'm like, for real? She was like, yeah. She said, so when you come home, change your clothes, be ready to go. Yes, ma'am, I'm going to be ready. But in the back of my mind, I'd had so many disappointments and shit that didn't fall through that I was kind of like, uh, it may not happen. So I would get hyped, then I'd be like, nah, it ain't going to happen. Then I'd get back happy, then I'd be back like, I ain't going to hold my breath, right? So the whole week at school, I'm telling everybody, man, I'm getting an Atari 2600 this week. I'm getting it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. They're like, for real? I'm like, yeah. Friday comes. Get on the bus, come home from school. Get in, get myself together, change my clothes. I'm sitting there and I am waiting for my mother to get home. My mother gets home. I said, Mom, we still going? She says, yes, Michael, we still going. So my mom's friend, Miss Juanita, was coming to pick us up. The plan was pick us up. We're going to go get something to eat. Then we're going to go to Tri-County Mall to KB Toys and get the Atari 2600. Miss Juanita finally comes. Here she comes, this long, old-school brown car that she had. She picks us up. We're going to go all the way up Hamilton Avenue, get on 275, go down, and we're going to go get something to eat. She picks us up. We're going up Hamilton Avenue. We get to the corner of Hamilton and North Bend. On that corner was a Kroger restaurant, a rest, I mean a Kroger grocery store, a restaurant called Schuler's Wigwam. As we're approaching Hamilton and North Bend, boom, we get a flat. I'm like, oh no, oh no. That's when it hit me. I said, you know what? It ain't in the cards for me to get dope shit, right? I'm like, man, I knew something was gonna happen. That's what I'm thinking to myself. I knew something was gonna happen. So I'm sitting there and I'm sad and I'm like, fuck. I said, well, it almost happened, but just didn't go through. We're standing there, pulled over on the side of the road, flat tire, for no more 
than like 10, 15 minutes. All of a sudden, some nigga pull up in an in a Econo line like van. He pull over right in front of y'all. Y'all need help? Yeah. When I say this nigga changed his tire, like he was on like a NASCAR, like a NASCAR crew pit team, like how they change, like vroom, 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 and change. This nigga changed this tire so fast. I said, oh my God, it may happen. He changed it. He pull off. We get back in the car. We are back on our way. I don't, at this point, I don't care about going to get nothing to eat. I just want the Atari 2600. That's all I care about. I need this game. So we back moving. We're going to go get something to eat first. Now, at this time, I had never really been out to eat anywhere other than like fast food spots. You know, Hardee's, uh, McDonald's, uh, Burger King, shit like that, right? I'm not. My mother ain't have it in the budget like that. So, we're going to go to a place called Ryan's. Ryan's was like a, a buffet place. Now, at the time, you had like three buffet places you can go in the city. You can go to Ponderosa, Bonanza, or Ryan. Now, I had never been to Ryan. We pull in the Ryan parking lot. Now, Ryan's that we went to was on the street called Route 4 in Fairfield, like going towards Fairfield. We pull in. We go in. I'm like, wow. Like, again, I've only been to like fast food places at this point. I'm like, Okay, okay. Man, we eating. All I can think though, the hell with this food. Let's wrap this up. Let's go get this game. Now, I'm still the type of person that when I'm done eating, like when I take my last bite of food, I hop up immediately. That's one of my wife's pet peeves with me. We'll be sitting down eating dinner as a family. Everything is cool. I take my last bite of food and I get up. Like I, I ain't trying to chill and hang out at the table. So everybody's eating, you know, I'm like, man, hell with this, man. I'm thinking to myself, man, come on. So we hang around there for a minute. I'm like, oh my God. So now I start thinking like, man, oh, the damn Atari 2600 is going to be gone. Finally, everybody wraps it up. We get in the car. We're making our way to Tri-County Mall. And I'm like, man, I know all of them going to be gone because we're sitting there eating too long. That's all I'm thinking. We finally get to Tri-County Mall. We beeline for KB Toys. We get there. I'm looking around. I don't see not one Atari 2600. Not one. So I'm instantly, I'm starting to get sad. I'm like, Ma, they all out. So my mother says, well, maybe tomorrow morning, you and I can get on the bus, go to Northgate Mall, and see if they got it at that KB Toys. I'm like, oh, no. Man, instantly, I start tearing up because I'm sad. So a lady behind the counter says, well, what are y'all looking for? And I was like, the Atari 2600? She was like, huh? It's like the Atari 2600? Oh, I'm finna cry. Oh, my bitch ass finna cry because they ain't got this game. She was like, oh, we have them back here. Man, that lady pulled out that game. I said, oh, instantly. Water subsided. I'm back happy. My mother says, okay, how much is it? Now, at the time, they can't, that was $49.99. So the lady says, $49.99. So like, okay. 
My mama peel off the bread, gave her the money. I am ecstatic. I am so happy at this point. So, got my game. I'm ready to go home. I already knew we were going to put it on. My brother, me and my brother had got the year before a 19-inch color TV with the knobs on it. Did you, you know, turn with the knobs on it? That was our prized possession. We love that TV so much in our room because Monday Night Football would come on. We would turn the sound all the way off and just watch the game because we were supposed to be asleep. So we love that TV. So we knew we put an Atari 2600 on this TV. But then I had to remember, I'm not a tech person. Like, I don't know how to do anything when it comes to technical shit, so to speak. I'm still, to this day, I have been on the computer in the office at home and will call my son in there like, hey, how you do such and such and such? I've never been a tech person, right? I'm the type of person to get an iPhone and keep it after I learn how to use it for forever like i'm not upgrading i i done had a million upgrades i will not upgrade once i learn how to use a phone i'm rocking with it right so i have to remember at nine years i don't know how to hook this shit up but it's okay i can find somebody so finally get it home we finally get it hooked up i am ecstatic because now i feel like damn it's a lot of niggas in the hood that ain't got an atari 2600 now I don't feel like my family is as poor <laughs> as everybody else, right? Nine-year-old logic, right? So I'm like, damn, we not poor no more because we have a video game. And I really don't even give a fuck about the video game. I'm not a big video game person, you know. I know some people are. Even when I did play video games when I was younger, I still was like, they were cool. I would have my moments where I would play for a while and then I'd be like, I'm over. But anyway, it's more about we not struggling like everybody else because we can afford it. The Atari 2600, right? So, play it for a while, stop playing. Play it for a while, stop playing. But as time went on, I got brought back down to earth from my belief that we were doing well because we had a game. Because everybody started getting a fucking Atari 2600. Everybody in the hood had one. So I'm like, wow. If everybody in the hood got one, maybe we ain't living like I thought we would, right? So over the next few months, I'm like, eh, okay, we're back to, you know, poor. So shit was finna change again. Though. Oh, shit was finna change. Like I said, over the next few months, I really struggled with, again, like, damn, everybody got them. But Christmas came. Oh, Christmas came. And when Christmas came, it came through, right? Christmas morning, I wake up. Go downstairs. Now, the thing for a lot of my friends were was getting like in a remote control car. That year, I got a remote control hovercraft. There was a thing called the Typhoon remote control hovercraft. Now, in the hierarchy of remote control shit, right? Okay, first, let's, let's look at it like this. If you were a cat that got a remote control car and it had the wires and the string attached to it, oh, that was some bullshit. Because you couldn't go far. You had to walk with the shit. If you got a remote control car that could go, you know, a little bit without the string, cool. But if you got one that can go far and fast without the string, oh, you was doing something. My pops bought me a Typhoon which was a remote control hovercraft that could go on land or water. 
you couldn't tell me shit. So I'm like, oh, nigga. Oh, nigga, I got something here. I got something here. Oh, but it wasn't done yet. Like I said, if you had an Atari 2600 earlier that year, you were the shit. But everybody got them, so you knew you wasn't the shit. My pops bought me a Nintendo. I had the Nintendo game system with some games. Oh, I just didn't get the, the game system with, you know, Mario and Duck Hunt that came together. Oh, no, I got some extra games. You couldn't tell me a damn thing because nobody in the hood had a Nintendo. I only knew one person, Tojo. Shout out, Tojo. Tojo had the game system and all the games. Oh, nigga. He had all the games. Man, I opened that Nintendo. I said, oh, man. Oh, damn, I got something now. Oh, nigga, life is back. Life is back. When I tell y'all how happy I was that I had something, that not nobody really had. Nick. I said, yeah. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back in this thing like I left something. I said, woo-wee. Y'all, I played that game. And playing that game was about more than just like playing a game. It was the fact that I had something A that not a lot of people had, but B, a lot of people wanted but just couldn't get. And I was like, shit. And it made me feel good. It made me feel good. And then before too long, more people had them. And I'd play my little game, pull the game out. It wouldn't work. I had to take the cartridge and blow in it, put it in there, and then I'd play. Time went on though, and, and you know, had more reminders that, you know, hey, nigga, you live in the hood, you're struggling, you know, everybody's struggling. And I stopped tying, like, doing well to getting shit, right? I stopped tying success to possessions. And I don't know, it, it's just like life changed to me at that point. And the thing that I wanted more than anything, like, as I got older, was time I didn't give a shit about stuff it was just always time so at 9 years old I learned yeah you can get shit you can have stuff but you're still poor I'm out <laughs>